talk to you guys today about God's grace mirrored in a mother's love. Beginning with verse 4, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, look at your neighbor and say, He loves me. He loves us. Even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and he raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. A mother's love is unconditional. It's a gift that is freely given, freely bestowed, it's unmerited. This love came from God and is uniquely deposited in the heart of every mom. So often we hear, especially at church, we hear Father God, but we fail to realize and consider many times the fact that mom also came from God. The love of a mother came from God himself. I find it so beautiful that every time a child is conceived, a mother is also born. When I think of Mother's Day, the first thing that comes to mind is unconditional love. And as I pondered what to share with you, I really saw God's grace mirrored in a mother's unconditional love. When I think of God's unconditional love, I think of three things I'm going to share with you today. First of all, it's freely given and it's not earned. Having a child, whether through labor or through adoption, which I've had the pleasure and the blessing of both, can be an indescribable emotion. I loved all three of my children, even before they were born. For many, it's easy to grasp the love a mother has for her biological children, but for an adopted child, it really mystifies many people. Even we were posed the question, I remember, can you really love an adopted child as your own biological children? And I was like, absolutely, yes. But even to me, before I took that journey, didn't quite understand it. Ephesians 1 verse 5 says, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. That is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Adoption is very much a picture of God's unconditional love toward us. I can still remember meeting my son's biological mom while she was still carrying him in her womb. We met at a park, and I remember getting out of the car, and it was a windy day, it was just blowing, and, and as I walked towards her, it was as Holy Spirit whispered, in those moments, he will be yours. He will be yours. And something supernatural happened in my heart that day. And I can't really put it into words, but a love was deposited in my heart. And I hadn't even met him. 
Little did I know the struggle that was about to ensue, that I had to endure before I could call him mine. God knew, and I believe that's why in that moment he whispered to me, he will be yours. So I held that close to my heart through the process because days turned into months before the adoption was complete. I remember the first day I set my eyes on Elias. It was through a computer screen. I remember the family getting together around the computer. I had Caleb and Hannah and Brian and he opened up the email and grandma, the biological mom's mom, had sent us a picture. And so Brian presses the button and up opens this beautiful picture of this baby boy. And it was like this sound came out of all of us of excitement and then a simultaneous, oh, you know, it was so awesome. But you see, his biological mom had actually changed her mind at the hospital. It was a private adoption, but she was not well. And her mom had actually sought us out and found us. And we had been in the process of getting into foster care. And she heard about us and we met. And we decided, yes, this is something that we wanted to do. But at the hospital, she changed her mind. And in that moment, I remember just feeling crushed, you know. I, I couldn't even go in and see him that day. I had left home with her mom, and we had gone to Broward to actually have lunch with her. And when we got there to the house, she wasn't there, and the mom looked at another place that she thought she might be, and we couldn't find her. So then her mom's like, let's call the hospitals. And so we did, and I think it was the third one, actually the second or the third one, that we called, and she was there. And so we, of course, hurried and got to the hospital. And I remember as we were entering that her mom was like hugging me, you know, aren't you excited? And I was like, something's wrong. <laughs> um, she did not tell us that she had gone into labor and that um, the baby had been born. So I knew something was up. And all the excitement we had in one moment was taken from us. We had a crib ready, we had clothes, we had all kind of little baby stuff. We wanted to bring him home, we were ready for that. But it wasn't gonna happen that day. But God, but God, like I said, he had spoken a word to my heart and I held it close and I trusted him through the process. And it wasn't easy, much like childbirth being painful. It was an emotional, some emotional pain I had to go through, but God, I can say, was faithful to what he spoke to my heart. And I can tell you that when the judge on that adoption day said, he is now yours, as if he was your very own son, born of your loins, I lost it. 
I just burst into tears because in that moment, I was just completely overwhelmed with love that God had put there. A bond had been formed and a love had grew in my heart, just like with my first two children. I remember not really letting myself feel that emotion as we went through the process. I was kind of scared, a little reserved. It was there, but I was guarded. I wouldn't let myself completely give in to it. So when he spoke those words, he is your son, as if he was born from your loins, I was overcome with emotion and unconditional love. Children, whether biological or adopted, don't earn love. They are freely given love. In these moments of, of motherhood, a bond is like instantly formed that truly transcends every other relationship in your life. And I'd like to dispel a myth because I've heard it said many a times that when a child is born, nine months of discomfort and pain is forgotten. But for me, I'm telling you, I did not forget that pain, that sciatica that was hurting me, you know, that morning sickness I had to go through, the pain during birth. I did not forget that pain. It was very vivid and still is. I can still remember, you know. I didn't forget it. I was one of those people, well, maybe I could be the only one, I don't know, but when I walked into the hospital, I remember making sure that I told the first nurse that I saw, I'm getting an epidural. I wanted to make sure that she got that baby ready because I was not about to go through what I had seen other friends go through where they get too far along and it's too late. You can't have the epidural. So I made sure I told her, please have that ready. I think I did that with both of mine. You know, kudos to you, your moms out there who have done natural childbirth, more power to you, but that was just not me. As you can assume, I did not have a high pain tolerance. So I was like, no, I'm not going to win any medal for going through that. It was not for me. But I can say that in those moments when that baby is handed to you, that pain, that discomfort, you know, those months of sciatica pain and morning sickness is just overshadowed. <laughs> by this amazing love and care that you have for that child, and it's unconditional, and it really overtakes you. Number two, unconditional love is always present. It's always present. It's always there. It never leaves. And I didn't understand God's unconditional love growing up. I got saved every Sunday, it seemed. I grew up in a Spanish church, and, you know, they were just very legalistic. I heard more about God's wrath and God's judgment against sin than I did about his unconditional love for me. I remember my best friend coming up to me, look, I got my ears pierced. I was like, oh, you got your ears pierced? Like, God's going to get you? You know, it's craziness, but, I mean, that's how I grew up. Um, and so it's kind of sad, but God's love is not like that. You know, I love my pastor to this day, but I think he missed it 
on that one because God's love is not conditional in any way, shape, or form. He never stopped loving me when I sinned, when I missed the mark, right? His love and acceptance was never based on what I did or didn't do. He just loved me. He just loves us. And the perfect picture of God's love was represented in Jesus. When God sent him to earth, he fellowshiped with sinners. He didn't turn from them. He touched the untouchable. I remember growing, not growing up, I remember um, Elias when he was two, I had put him down to bed and to take his nap, and I left him there, closed the door, walked away, and I remember a few minutes later, or maybe it was when he woke up, I don't know when it was, I just know that I returned because there was noise coming from the room, and as I got there, I cracked the door, open and I'm looking and we had this white beige carpet and as I'm looking as I'm opening the door there's these brown tiny little footprints and I'm like oh my I opened the door and there he was out of his crib he had climbed out taking off his diaper and had a little party there with what he found and I remember just wanting to cry you know like oh my gosh but you know I didn't turn from him in that moment. I actually grabbed him up in all his mess, took him to the bathroom, washed him up, cleaned him up, and that's a mother's love, right? And that's a perfect reflection of God's love towards us. He doesn't leave us the way he found us, right? He cleans us up and makes us more like him. (laughs) Jesus actually was was judged for that by all these religious leaders. When God gave the Ten Commandments and all these rules you see or ways of, to conduct yourself in the Bible, they were never meant to condemn you. They were just meant to show you your sin, to show you your need for a Savior. They weren't intended to show us that this is what you have to do to have a relationship with your Heavenly Father. Father, just to show us how much we needed him, huh? To live this life he's called us to live. His love is unconditional, and it took years for me to really grasp the love of God. Even to this day, I find myself renewing my mind that God loves me. He accepts me just as I am, even when I miss it, even when I blow it. His love remains It's not something that I earn. It just is. God is love. Romans 5, 8 says, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Even while we were sinners, God extended his unconditional love toward us. Just as a mother's love is unconditional and ever-present, so is God's. It doesn't matter where you've been what you've done, you can always come to him, just like you can always come to mama, right? It amazes me how the word mom, mama, mommy, in and of itself evokes so much love and and affection, no matter what language it's said in. And it can turn the biggest, burliest, strongest man into complete mush when he begins to talk about his mama. 
And it's just a beautiful thing to watch, right? Especially when it's a big guy, you know? They see him brought to tears talking about his mom because they hold such a special place in the heart of every child. Number three, unconditional love empowers us to overcome. Grace is defined as God's unmerited favor, but it's not just favor, it's also power. Paul prayed in 2 Corinthians 12 for persecution to be taken away from him. And God spoke to him and said in verse 9, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. My strength is made perfect, God says, in your weakness. I've had people tell me they got to get right with God before they start coming to church. And I'm like, no, we are all a mess. We are all a mess here just trying to live for Jesus, but none of us are perfect. None of us have arrived. You come to God just as you are, and you watch and see what he does with your life. Amen? A true understanding of grace actually sets you free from the power of anything that would try and hinder and hold you back from a relationship with a holy, righteous God. I'm reminded of a testimony a lady shared with me when I was in North Florida. She told me how she'd come to Christ a few years back and that she had a serious habit of smoking pot. She said she would read her Bible, go to church, but still had her pot on the side. She would store it above her kitchen sink and as time went by, she suddenly realized one day as she had gone to wash her dishes, she was reminded that she had the pot in the cabinet above, and it had been a month since she had touched it. And she said, I don't even want it anymore. I don't need it. I don't need it. God had set her free. God had delivered her from that habit, and she didn't even know it till a month later. She had accepted God's love, God's gift of salvation. And before she knew it, as she pursued God, notice I didn't say she just said a prayer, but she began to pursue after God, read her Bible, pray, huh? come to church, and before you knew it, the things of this world just began to melt away from her life. God's love is ever present. It's freely given, it's not earned. We realize that he not only took our sin away, but he gave us his righteousness, his righteousness. So when we fail, we get back up. When we miss the mark, we remember, wait a minute, God is not against me. God is for me, the Bible says. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am an overcomer. And when we, we know his word, we begin to declare it. And we get back up in his strength. Our eyes are opened that it's not our righteousness, but it's his that he freely gives us and we take up thinking that God's love is dependent on performance kills faith and what Jesus did and what he accomplished on the cross for us. 
Religion says we have to fulfill all these demands for God to love us, for God to accept us. But that is totally, totally wrong. God's love can be mirrored in a mother. As she holds her child for the very first time, she becomes overwhelmed. That child hasn't done one thing to earn her love, to deserve her love and affection. But there she is, loving him. If anything, that baby has taken from her. That baby has caused her some pain. But there she is, holding him in those moments, completely overwhelmed with love. Not wanting him or her to be broken by this world it was just brought into. Wanting to protect it with everything that she is. So God looks at us and that is his true nature. It's a crazy kind of love. Understand church, there is nothing that we can do to earn God's love and there's nothing we can do to stop it. He just loves you. And he accepts you just as you are, right where you're at. All along, he's saying, come, come, come to me just as you are. I'm waiting for you. I'm calling to you. God's love truly transcends what our minds are able to comprehend. It's relentless, it's reckless, it's indescribable, amen? It never ceases to amaze. I'm reminded of some of you might not have had a real reflection of God through your mother or even through your father. But Psalms 27.10 says, Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. A mother's love, like I said in the beginning, came from God himself. And he makes you complete. And he is everything you need and have ever wanted. It can be found totally in who he is.